And welcome to another episode of the Dynasty Trades HQ Podcast. Welcome. Welcome. My name is Michael Sipes. You can find me on Twitter at FFBlitz. And I'm here with my partners, Jeremy Bruin. What up, what up? Dynasty Madman! <laughs> and, you know, after 115 episodes where we we called Shane Shane Manila every single time, he Dude, wants to... Dude, government name. Stop I, I know. He doesn't want the government name. He wants to be referred to like Cher and Madonna and everything. So, how about Shane? Hey, guys. So, um... I went to a shrink today, and I'm feeling very, um, uh, what's the name of that f- movie? Hold on, we're going to edit that. <laughs> movie? Movie analogy? Um, cool. Oh, no, no. Okay, ready? Yeah, yeah go ahead. Yeah, so, so I, I went to a shrink today, so I'm f- feeling very good Will hunting. Um, <laughs> it's not your fault, sport. It's not your fault. I don't remember that scene. Robin Williams yeah, I do remember that scene. I do That's remember. A powerful movie. It's an awesome movie. Yeah. yeah. So um, I just want everyone to know that I went to a shrink and it's not my fault. Good. Um, so I, I can't be blamed for the, my actions at all, ever. Oh. <laughs> not well, at all, ever. I huh? was going to say, I was going to say good, but then you followed up with that I sentence mean, and that didn't that's work. That's basically what I took away from the conversation. <laughs> and I'm sure that's what. <laughs> I'm sure that's what he was trying to get across. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure that was the the whole thing. Hey, listen, I like listen. This guy. I need to talk to him. Give me his number. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, tonight normally we do our show and then we do a Patreon show afterwards. But tonight we have a guest coming on, so we actually did the Patreon show ahead of time. And in the Patreon show, Shane and Jeremy were negotiating a trade, which cool. didn't happen in the pa- <laughs> which didn't happen in the Patreon show. But just as we were about to record the regular show, it looks like something happened. So why don't you let all the listeners know what we talked about and what the trade offer is? I'll just say I accepted a trade offer from Shane. Part of it was I saw his roster and I did indeed feel a little compassion for him. I felt a little sorry for him. <laughs> and I know he needs draft picks. So I decided to honor his trade request and not even counter it and just accept it after making him wait five days because I can't get my shit together. <laughs> and we discussed it for a good 10 minutes on the Patreon show about what we what we thought about the trade and what I had thought about the trade. But Shane, tell everybody what the trade is since you just won that trade or you did the trade. You didn't win. What? I didn't mean he won it. I meant he did the trade. That's fine. What, what's awesome about it is that uh, MFL has still not sent an email that the trade has gone through. <laughs> Um, because MFL sucks now, Um, unless there are anyone's listening in the power (laughs) of MFL, then we love MFL and we would certainly love to be sponsored by you. I do Um, love MFL. I, but nothing better. Well, it's just, hasn't been this year. Let's see. This trade went through at nine twenty-five. still waiting for the yeah. email to go through. And he's on my roster. I'm looking at him right I was now. He's say, part of my team. About he waiting? affected my budget and everything. Yeah. What are you talking even... about waiting for an email? Look at your roster. If Jeremy sees it, then you the should see it's it. It's not the same. Look, yeah, I am. It's a principal thing. I'm, I need that hit. I need that. that. Those... Oh, I got an email alert. Someone accepted my trade. It's not good enough that I know my trade was accepted. You're no delayed gratification about this, but you're right. Those emails used to come right away, didn't they? I mean, yes. immediately. Yeah. Yes. They... You know how anticlimactic it is when someone jumps in your messages and they're like, oh, I accepted that trade. And you're like, you just said that like so boringly. Like, it's not like <laughs> seeing that MFL, like a trade has been processed. You're like, oh, oh, what was it? What was it? No, well, I just have some random doofus in my my <laughs> inbox, in my DM thread, or my group me chat going, 
I <laughs> your offer. Okay. All right. First of all, I'm going to pull both of you guys back because we've been talking for a couple minutes and neither one of you have told our listeners what the hell the oh, trade sorry, is. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I gave up Darius Slayton. The I got the Darius Slayton from Shane. 301, the 401, and I got a 2022-03, and it yep. is a single quarterback league. Right. So, and when we talked about it on the Patreon show, Jeremy had asked what he thought and, and Jeremy had thought about it for a couple of days, like he said, and I had spoke to him and I agreed. I thought that Darius Slayton's side would be good for him. And for Shane, his team is just so crap. He wanted the second round pick. He said that. Be- well, no, yes, he track. said it, but it's it, but Slayton, awful roster. right. And Slayton wasn't going to help his roster at all. So that's why he was willing to give up Slayton and the three and a four to get the 2.03. And Jeremy has a pretty stacked team where Darius Slayton will help him in some games. Maybe, maybe not, but it would be better than what he, what he thought he might be able to get at the two or three. Yeah, I'll tell you, I'll be honest. The only reason I didn't uh, accept it last week when he sent it, like last Thursday, I guess it was, is um, that I really want that, you know, 203. I I really like having second round picks in the drafts. You know, they don't cost as much as first rounders. And I, I really do, a, I think, a pretty good job of drafting in the second with the lower draft capital and, and scoring some players I can use on my roster. So it was more the excitement of just having a pick. And But I, I have the third and fourth where I can scoop up some players now. So that's all. I think it worked out for both of us, for sure. Mutual trade, in my opinion. See, if this is lighting up the group me chat. Oh, no, surprisingly, no one said anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we need to get them in StreamYard with us is what we need to do. We need yeah. to get them on when we're recording the patron show right in here with us so they can comment. Do live yeah, stuff someone, and everything. You know, last time, last time someone spoken to someone in that league, it was it was a different month. What are you talking? Oh, oh, wait a sec. When you said the group me, I thought you were talking about our patrons because our patrons are talking right now in the group me. You're yeah, you talking should, about you in that post league. It in there. Yeah, yeah, but that league, you're yeah, right. That one, but yeah, that's the other thing about the trade. It's it's a very expensive league. So in a league like that where there's a lot of money on the line, it's also important for somebody like Jeremy to keep fortifying his team where it's already in a good position, and then Shane, who's not so good position, gets some higher picks so he can try to. To rebuild it so i think it was a good trade for both of you guys yeah i agree and just so um <clears throat> anyone that was thinking of becoming a patron um no that's not all we discuss on our patron shows is trades about darius slayton <laughs> um and that wasn't all we discussed on this episode no it either. wasn't yeah, absolutely we, we have some amazing patron <laughs> shows that you should become a patron basically they've changed my life listening back to them and uh, Jen, Jen Aikens, I don't know why I was calling her Aikens, our guest from last week, I, I shot her over the Patreon episode and uh, she listened to it and said it was awesome and she was cracking up because um, she had forgotten some of the stuff we talked about because it was that f***ing great. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, she said she was laughing, man. She was yeah, a lot of fun. Yeah, she was a lot of fun, and she she really played along with a lot of stuff, even the name of the episode and her, uh, her retweeting it. Um, so listen, we do have a guest tonight, but before we bring the guest in, we have a little bit of news here, and our news is brought to you tonight by FantasyData.com. Go to FantasyData.com and put in the promo code TRADESHQ, all in caps, and get your discount. And uh, actually, all right, actually, our guest is ready, right? So we'll we'll bring the guest in right now, and then we can always talk about the news later or scrap it like we did last week. So Jeremy, good. who's our guest, and you want to bring him in? Yeah, Ian Hartitz, right, of Roto World. Um, you know, you got probably know this guy from Twitter. Uh, he tweets a lot. Good stuff, entertaining. 
Um, and he's in an Ohio league, dynasty league startup from last year with a bunch of us Ohioans. Um, and, uh, yeah, great guy. Want to get him on here. I don't think he does a lot of podcasts, so it's exciting that he's on here. Uh, great writer. And I think he just joined us. So I'm going to add him to the stream. Cool. Oh. Ian, what's uh, up, buddy? There he is. How's it going, dude? Welcome, he Ian. Does, he does do the, got Mike the up there. Wait, he does the Roto Shane, world. He's got the Roto world. Yeah. Wait, you guys are both talking. What did you say, Shane? <laughs> I said he he does do the Roto World podcast, which is yes. I think almost every day in the season, and it's like every other day right now. Is that wrong, Ian? Yeah, we're going Tuesdays and Thursdays right now during the season. That's like yeah, four or five, four or five <laughs> a week. But right right now, I just got all the time in the world on my hands. So what else? And just you know, think about like how high is too high to put Calvin Ridley in our twenty twenty <laughs> rankings? Right? I literally cannot think of a way how this guy goes wrong. That's awesome. So, Ian, thank you for joining like us. Um, you know, before we get started, why don't you tell everybody a little bit about yourself? Yeah, yeah. I've been at uh, Roto World since August. I got hooked up with you guys from being from, you know, Columbus, Ohio, the most amazing, affordable place to live in uh, Midwestern America. And, uh, yeah, just all sure. things NFL. I've been diving into XFL over these last four weeks. You know, I guess people like to watch a bunch of college athletes run around their underwear at the Combine. I've been focusing more on real football, but – it is what it is. And uh, yeah, man, just love football. Uh, grew up in Columbus. And uh, now here I am in Connecticut where seafood's better. Weather still sucks, but you know, it is what it is. <laughs> Got to win though with the seafood. You know what I That's thought? That's right. That's right. You know what I thought was really funny? Uh, uh, your description on Twitter, when you describe yourself, you say that you're the president of the Corderell Patterson fan club. What's funny Someone's about gotta that? Be. No, I love it. It's I, so funny. Yeah. No, I, I, you know, it's really, I, I pulled up my very first dynasty league I ever did in 2014. One of the biggest trades I made was I traded for a quarter L. I gave a second, a third and a fourth round pick at the end of the season to get him because I really loved him so much. And then it kind of went downhill after that first the season. The hype on him is huge. Yeah. yeah. That first season, it was so great. And then I traded him, but. Uh, That's what I was about to ask. When was it exactly uphill for Cordero Patterson? Well, Listen, I, I looked it up. It's February 2nd, 2014. So he just had his rookie season, and I just wanted him on my team, and I traded all that for him. But Man, he's had some big plays since. I mean, the thing about Cordero that I've always – like people like treated him like – because, look, he, he was drafted as a first-round wide receiver. He never right. fulfilled those expectations. But the guys – I think only Gale Sayers like, has a higher kick return average ever the guy he has like the highest yards per carry ever among dudes with 50 like rush stamps like give the guy the ball don't ask him to run some advanced route tree he's clearly a good player he was an all pro yeah. on special teams last Great year athlete. so i think we throw around the bus thing a little too often <laughs> i just want to make sure my guy Cordero is never linked into that and guys i don't know matt Nagy was saying at the combine that uh he thinks Cordero is too talented to not have the ball more so we'll see oh, really happens. wait didn't he have him on the team last year and he didn't get him the ball more. If you remember, right, uh, they yanked David Montgomery off the field in the first game to give Cordell the third and one. Yeah. Half that dive up the middle. They should have used Patterson at tight end. And I know he asked for that, too. Yeah. That's where they should have used him last year. And what it's baller move. Who asked for that? And it's funny, too. You could be, People can rip on him all the time, but he keeps going from team to team and he's still working. You know, he's still in the NFL. Yeah, so I was more just looking. Sorry, one more yeah. Super Bowl ring. I was like, one more Super Bowl ring than any of us have. So yeah, well, that's gonna, true. That. <laughs> yeah, can't call yeah, him a bust now. <laughs> he's gone into his uh, eighth year, but a guy he well, not exactly reminds me of completely different players like Ted Ginn. Ted Ginn was what 
top seven overall or something like that. Yeah. And he's a guy that got that bus label. But then if, when you look back at the you know end of his career, you're going to look at his career and go, well, that was actually a very good career. Cause yeah. well, longevity season, for dude, one wheels. Yeah. Yeah. I thought, I always thought kind of Terrence Noonan of Maine too. Maybe they never had the ceiling of what they were really drafted to be. But once a guy starts playing over 10 years out of, you know, decent enough level, you got to give him some respect. Exactly. I get that. I like that. You say that. Yeah. <clears throat> so many people labeled busts. So, Calvin Ridley, yeah. how high do you have him? Frank? <laughs> That's right. That is I thought, like I was thinking low end wide receiver one, like 11, 12. And I thought I was crazy. I just looked at Evan Silva's uh, ETR ranks. He's got a wide receiver eight right now. Does he? Wow. Yeah. I traded for him in the offseason already, so that's awesome. I hope well, so. all the guy all the guy does with eight or more targets is literally ball the f*** out. I mean, it's really like – I mean, he got kind of hurt last year after they traded some new, but before that happened, he was just going off. I got it somewhere. Yeah, he and Julio um, on the same team is nice. It's nice to have Julio get a, a real receiver on the other side of the field for once too. It's, it's well, really now, cool that he got that. Now we don't have to watch Austin Hooper get every freaking target when they go down two touchdowns every other week. So. <laughs> when that's you the know, thing, they yeah. can't afford Hooper, so he's going to go somewhere else. Okay, no, this is it. Ridley has only had eight targets in eight games over his last two seasons. He's caught at least five passes in all those games, over 70 yards in all those games, and he's scored like 10 touchdowns in those eight games. I mean, it's ridiculous. The guy's been a wide receiver one when they feed him the ball, and now no Sanu, no Hooper. It's going to happen. And probably no Freeman right. either. I don't know. I mean, they might draft Bonta. Swift from what everyone's saying, but yeah, yeah no, yeah. he should have they, some targets. They would have to draft someone, right? If, I mean, they probably yeah, so. Brian Hill or Ito's answer. No, Ito, um, Ito's terrible. Oh, like he's a guy that I liked as a late round stash. What was it, two years ago, or was it just last year? I don't even remember. But he's so bad that you already have to give up on him. He yeah. is awful. It was two years ago. And <laughs> was it two years? Yeah, Jeremy, who who did you trade? Or what did you trade to get Calvin? You said you traded for him in the off season. Do you know what you? I'll traded? have to pull that up, dude. He was one of my targets. Um, I'm not sure what I gave up. I have to <laughs> made a lot of trades this off season. Let me pull that up for you guys. <laughs> All right, I mean, cool. I was happy to get him though. For I sure. know there's there's a lot of people that will take Michael Gallup straight up over Calvin Ridley. I know no that. Way, no dude. way. I, I would do the other way around. I like Gallup. But... Yeah, I would take Ridley. What would you trade, Shane? What would you give up to get Ridley? <laughs> I, I, uh, well, it's a, well, I did trade for Left him kidding. earlier, like two weeks ago. I traded the 1-9 and the one eleven in the rookie draft, this upcoming rookie draft in a single QB league. You gave up two firsts for him? Yeah, but one was the one nine and one was the one eleven. Right. So but I'll do still- that all day. Like even if I think he's just going to be a top, air quotes, just a <laughs> top twenty four wide receiver, that that's that's a pretty good that's pretty good production for two late end of the first round picks to me. I'll take that all day. It would be so Look, awesome if everybody could see the video because you're doing air quotes and Ian's shaking his head yes. So what were you saying? <laughs> Like, he is going to be the Falcons, like, number two kind of weapon on offense this year. We didn't know that the last two years. He really wasn't a lot of weeks, but just with the moves they made, I mean, that's like when I missed so bad on O.J. Howard this last year, I was like, where was I really wrong on it? And when we're looking at an offense where you have three or more, like, legit receivers, there's it's, it's going to be tough for all three of those guys or more, you know, to kind of finish top ten at their position. So we right. saw Goblin and Evans get it. I mean, O.J. Howard's, like, yards per target didn't even go down much. He was still really efficient. They just literally did not throw him the f- 
ball ever because it can't break <laughs> no. payments and all this. So. It's it's funny. It's two Never. weeks in a row talking about OJ Howard because we talked about him last week with Jen Akins. So what's oh, the latest rumor for Tampa? Who who's the latest quarterback that's supposed to go there? Because it was Phil Rivers at one point, right? Brady was he ever linked there? No, yeah, but this Brady's afternoon like, they were talking Brady's about linked there now. Yeah, is they, he the latest one? No, today they were talking about Bridgewater. That's what was on NFL Network today. Was all about Bridgewater coming here. Does uh, he target Tampa. the tight ends? I don't even remember. He had Jared Cook last year. He talked. I'm sure. I don't know the splits, but I'm sure he got some targets. I think Cook was kind of dead until Breeze came back. Honestly, nope. yeah. never mind then. All right, okay, <laughs> we're still gonna rock. <laughs> I mean, Bridgewater. He was, you know, he was undefeated, but we all know wins loss stats for quarterbacks don't really mean shit. I mean, he, look, he did a good job checking it down to Alvin Kamara and Michael Thomas, and yeah. when you can do Managed that, like, kudos. Yeah. Yeah, there's and and it's it's that time of year where everybody's just saying shit, and we won't know anything for what another two weeks. It was it March seventeenth, I think it is, or the eighteenth, when the free agency will really happen. I'm almost inclined to fade these free agents, like when they go. I mean, like there's just no track record almost of like free agents in the off season, at the very least. Team lets them if a team lets you go, like they're telling us they're not good enough to make it on that team. In most mm-hmm. cases. Maybe we can, you know, get the Kirk Cousins to Minnesota. Like, that's the only quarterback that's even somewhat worked out. The whole OBJ thing was a disaster. I know that was a trade, but kind of same time period. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. Like, I, I would love Robbie Anderson in, like, half a dozen places, if not more. But yeah. I'm just – unless he's, like, legit locked in as a wide receiver one, I mean, it's probably just kind of going to be a not, – not our expectations pretty much. Yeah. He's interesting because even if – you know, he, the dream scenario is he ends up with Philadelphia. Well, the Eagles are still going to. That's mean, your dream. Eagles, yeah, yeah. I was going to say in, that's the dream way. scenario for Robbie Anderson. <laughs> well, but the Eagles would still draft a wide receiver. It's not like you're going to sign or you know sign. I hope you're not going to sign Robbie Anderson to be your wide receiver one because um, your team's going to have some issues. Um, but even if he ends up with the Eagles, you're talking about he'd probably be the third, fourth target on the team third yeah so who would be Ertz, and then who would be in front of him um uh cd lamb after the eagles trade up uh, after they draft him hey, it's <laughs> okay. a decent draft for, uh, for wide receivers yeah, yeah. for sure it's yeah. jj ortega white side just gonna be like an august cut yeah <laughs> <laughs> just in the middle of the night so that no one even knows about it like you just they do it on a saturday night in the middle of the off yeah in the middle of the summer at eleven fifty three p.m and no was, one notices until like the following Wednesday, and you're like, like Wait. Milton Adams in, in office space, just that just would be so moving funny. to the basement. That would be so funny. And then one day we'd be doing the show, we go, Hey, wait, what happened to that JJ guy? <laughs> I've I've already I I don't know. Ian, did you watch him at all? Because I've given up as an Eagles fan well, after I mean, one season. He was out there for like eighty percent snaps, second half of the season. He was getting like one or two targets, and usually found a way to drop it or something. I know he yeah. had the. Uh, was it Detroit when he like he had a Wentz gave him a good ball. He had a chance to like a game winning fifty yard touchdown. It just went right through his hands. I mean it <laughs> him and Nikhil Harry were just, you know, there's no way to kind of go around. I know that Keel was hurt more so than uh Yeah, rough rough uh, Ortega, but yeah, we'll see. I mean, but isn't the track record of guys that don't do anything as a rookie right. coming back and doing anything is really concerning. I know John Ross like started the bucket last year, but then he got hurt again. So He's going to get hurt. Like, he'll have one big game and get hurt. That's John Ross, I think. Exactly. But I, I hold out hope a little bit for Arcega Whiteside and uh, and Nikhil Harry. But this is a good draft for wide receivers, right? How would Lamar Jackson look with some uh, rookies coming in well, there? Like, on like one John side? Brown, maybe. 
<laughs> but yeah, how how does he not make that? That I don't understand how John Brown couldn't succeed there when he's a more complete receiver than he Marquise. did with he did with Flacco, but then Lamar right. came in like everyone tanked. I mean, I need some more some, tight ends. <laughs> I think the Ravens had like the most touchdowns in the slot, like by far. And Andrews yeah. is more or less a slot receiver. I think they moved Hollywood in the slot for yeah. a lot of it. So like that's. I mean, you know, Lamar Jackson, he's like one of the most efficient quarterbacks ever. But clearly, like, you know, anyone that watches football, like, we know he's not one of the best pure passers right now in the league. Just just making these different types of throws. But in that offense, it really doesn't matter. So we'll see. But, yeah, I'm not sure if he's ever going to just have a, I don't know, some wide receiver get 160 targets and just really be at the top of the league with it. But you know, they don't need it. They're number one scoring offense last year. Yeah. He did spread the ball. That's nice. Yeah, it's hard to see them ever. Yeah. Um Outside the of tight ends. the tight ends, <laughs> there's really no way that I could ever see all the targets coalescing around one wide receiver like right. that. Because Marquise Brown's obviously the best one there right now, and he yeah. does not seem like a 160 uh, targets a year guy, although that would be pretty fun to see. Um, you probably get about 1,600 yards on uh, 70 catches or something ridiculous like that. But no, Ian, Ian brought up the um, – the the track record on first year wide receivers especially in the early rounds first and second round with Nikhil stats there's actually been no hits none um i remember i brought that up before so i mean you could bet on outliers I, it's just i'm no i'm good <laughs> that's the thing with i mean you know brady is not washed at this point he you know his best years are behind him sure but you can't, I can't look at that team last year. Lost their center before the season started. Isaiah Wynn was out the first eight weeks. And down the stretch, we had a incredibly banged up Edelman, incredibly banged up Sanu, Nikhil doing pretty much nothing. And then, like, what, Phil Dorsett, James White, Rex Burkhead. I mean, it was <laughs> the days of just, like, easy kind of, like, rubber completions and dudes are running for all these free yards. They're just Those easy completions were gone, but and then everything was just tight. Like, I, I went back and watched some of these games. Brady was not missing wide open freaking receivers. We'll see if he goes somewhere right. else. Either way, like, you know, he had he was he was close to the bad in 2013, which was more injuries in 2006. And obviously they added Moss Welker, Dante Stallworth after that. So uh, if Brady is back in New England, I don't think they're going to settle at all for who they have right now. It's really funny, Great too, friend. because I really thought he wasn't going to go anywhere. And even like Las Vegas odds last week, I think it was, they had put up odds where he was – it was you had to bet 170 to win 100 or whatever but but the more yeah. that's been talked the last couple of days especially on NFL network it sounds like he wants to go somewhere else nah he's not leaving man come on that's what i, I, I thought is, i didn't but... think he was either but the more people keep talking they say he wants to be somewhere else and and with his family and and I... blah, you know it's not about money for him well, no, because he's rich and his wife's a rich model. So, <laughs> she, yeah, money she's made more than him, right? Yeah, Which is yeah crazy I mean, my opinion, I think, I mean, as a Dolphins fan living in South Florida, I, I shouldn't like the Patriots. But if I was him, I wouldn't go anywhere else. I mean, he's got such an amazing legacy and amazing everything with them. And there's we'll very have few. That again. Yeah, and you, you've got Marino, you've got Elway, you've got... Um, I uh, blanked out on the third one, but those guys stayed with the one Rivers team and then Brady right, right there underneath. Well, not them. Rivers anymore because Rivers is gone, <laughs> but I always thought he should just stay with the Patriots. Yeah, I don't know that people care about that anymore, though. I know. It's weird that people don't, but I still do. I Patriots don't. fans do. 
Well, yeah. Patriots fans suck, so we don't really care. <laughs> I'm, just I'm not going to argue with that. I know I'm Marino little... never won a, be- uh, a ring, but I'm so happy that he always stayed a Dolphin. How do you think he feels about that? Though? I know, whatever. But if he would have went somewhere else at the end of his career, I don't think he would have won a ring somewhere else. I don't. The one thing with Brady is like Belichick and Kraft. I'm not sure them specifically, but like they reports have come out, they are not talking to Brady until like the CBA is somewhat finalized. Yeah, and they kind of know yeah. what's going on there. So, like. Brady, I think he said like one of the main reports was he's not taking a pay cut. So maybe the Patriots are not just gonna they're not gonna pay him and that's where it's coming from. But I don't know. Seems to me like he's got a little bit of time before he's gonna talk to the Patriots. Might as well jump up the interest in whatever way possible until then. So that's what I'm leaning towards. So if you take Brady's name out of the equation, would it make sense <laughs> as an org no, but seriously, the Patriots are a smart organization. We can agree on that, no matter how despicable and ghastly they are they're a smart organization is it smart money to pay a 40 how old is he 42 year old quarterback 30 million dollars a year over the next probably three years because if i'm brady i'm probably tired of doing this year to year stuff the longer term's a question for sure I, I again i would need to see him like be below average with an above average supporting cast like last year he pretty much achieved yeah. what we should have expected from anyone in that offense, but he's, you know, he's not getting, obviously not getting younger and, you know, he's never been this mobile guy, but it's certainly not easy to build around these quarterbacks. I can't really do much of anything off script. I mean, you know, we've seen that in golf and Garoppolo, like when everything's great, okay, they can be great, but when everything's not great, it's pretty much a problem. So yeah, I don't know about three plus years, but maybe we see like a one or two deal around 50 million, but or maybe he runs to Vegas and gets a shit ton of money. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, what the hell? So he's been he's been linked to every quarterback opening at some point or another. He was linked to the Tennessee one because he was FaceTiming uh, Mike Vrabel. Yeah. yeah he, he's linked to Tampa Bay, Las Vegas. Like he's literally Brady's just San going Diego. everywhere. Yeah, San Diego. What uh, if he does leave? Which I still don't think he will. But if he does, who's going to be the quarterback in New England? Dead Dalton. silence. No idea. No idea. <laughs> they don't have anyone else, and they pick what? Uh, what's their pick? 29? So, again, I say there's no f-ing way he's going anywhere. He's not going anywhere. He's going to still be there this At year. At some point, as an organization, though, you just kind of have to move on from guys. Like, and This is what you see from organizations all the time, where they just tie their money in or they tie they, right. like that sunk cost into a quarterback. that, And it's Brady's not – just you know he's brady whatever so he's one of the greatest of all time but as a 42 year old brady he's comparable to Jameis at this point in their career like do i really want to tie my franchise to this guy well and then i would look at it and then every time they have a good backup they trade him to somewhere else so what i don't even know who they have now what's that steadum okay so he's gonna be the guy uh brian horner is out there go grab him hoyer's back (laughs) <laughs> I mean, it's I'm gonna put a Hoyer down at this point, man. Fuck. Give me Chase Daniel for talking Hoyer. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, they, they picked 29, right? So they'll probably Jacob Easton still on the board at that point, and they'll just take him and turn him into a superstar. Yeah, probably. Well, rumors they were gonna trade up for Baker. Who knows how much, how, how close that was actually to happening, but. I don't know. I feel like they would move up and try to go get their guy if it's Tua or something like that, or who knows? I mean, Tua. I saw someone saying, I saw someone saying they're gonna like tank for Trevor Lawrence, but like I don't know. Like I think with this defense and with Belichick, like I don't know if they're capable of like winning fewer than eight games. 
Yeah, I think that's interesting that you pointed out too. I think it, I don't like the Patriots whatsoever, but it would be kind of interesting to shake up the draft and have them make a move, make a play, somehow get Tua or something How like that. But they'd I have mean, to go all the way. Predicted. Yeah, they'd have to go all the way up to like two to be able to get Tua. How would they even get to two? Bill Belichick, if anyone can figure it out, it's him. <laughs> Trust me, he'll sell the next. I mean, would you sell your next five drafts for a uh, for a franchise quarterback? We're on to Cincinnati. What? <laughs> How about you go get Haskins for a third or something at this point? I mean, Washington. Well, that is Josh Rosen all over again. It's making me sick. Everyone's hating on Haskins. It's like, oh, yeah, you yeah. try playing without a left tackle. And no disrespect to Terry McLaurin, but the fact that a third round rookie is like you're by far and away number one receiver, it's a joke. Yeah. You know, the whole offense was just giving the ball to Adrian Peterson up the middle. Yeah. AP, like, Shitty chance. AP was actually even better than, uh, you know, most people probably gave him credit for last season. But come on. This was no situation for a rookie quarterback to succeed. And oh, what Josh he Rosen wasn't ready for the pros anyway, really. Well, but so do you think that at two, do you think the Redskins might do that? I mean, all everybody's talking about is that they'll take that defensive end. What was his name? Chase, Chase Young? Young. Yeah, yeah. Chase Young from that, State, yeah. Yeah. And, and at least down here in South Florida, they're talking about the Dolphins need to move up to three to be able to get Tua. Is what they're talking about. I'll um, jockey for position. I think. Yeah. I don't, how much do you believe in what the teams above them think and say? I mean, you know, they want. You well, know, Dolphins were the one that got. Paid. Yeah, but Dolphins are the ones that got screwed last year with the whole Rosen thing. So who's going to get screwed if they tra- if uh, Redskins try to move Haskins? No, but it's like Ian was saying though. Like it's, I I actually feel bad for Haskins too though because sure. if they're already move on from the guy, so and they did the same thing, the exact same thing to Rosen. It's like here is this awful offense with a terrible head coach. Uh, good luck. And then you know when they failed, everyone's like, well, they're a bust. Obviously, they're a bust. And then you know you do the same thing to Rosen again last year, except that the coach wasn't terrible, but the, the line was terrible. They traded you know Tunsil. They had no weapons whatsoever, really. Um, to speak of, like no running game to even take the pressure off of him. No wonder the guy couldn't do shit on the field. I mean, and look, Kingsbury traded him right away. So it's yeah. almost, he's almost opened up that idea where if you're a new coach there and you want to go get your guy, go get him. Yeah. And I, I guess I understand it from the, the sense that, like, you know, you don't have that's that sunken cost fallacy. Like, well, we put it into it. So we don't, we don't, you know, yeah. what? Why, well, why are you pointing? I, I pointed at Jeremy when you said sunken cost. I didn't mean oh, to interrupt yeah, that's you. That's, Jeremy, that's Jeremy's favorite thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think Haskins looked so bad last year that you're just like, no, nah, we can't build around this guy. Did you just trade those picks, get some offensive linemen, and get the kid a wide receiver? He was green. He wasn't ready for the pros yet. Um, yeah, really but, needed some more seasoning. But I think he's he's shown enough. I don't think he's Josh Rosen. I think he's um, – which is another story, but uh, I, I think Haskins deserves a shot. And I think they have the the right mix of coaches for that to happen too. So we'll see. But you know these teams, man they they're all just posturing like sales guys. Absolutely, to see what they can get out of this draft. So and nobody's gonna. None of these guys are going to tell the truth right now. I mean, we're still a what a good month, what a month and a half away, a month and a couple of weeks away. Nobody's going to really give show their hand of what they're going to do or what they want to do. You know, yeah, I really want to be good. What? Drew Locke. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so does Shane. <laughs> this, 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 this Denver defense is going to be legit next year with Chubb back. And Fangio already had him playing well enough. We got Cortland Sutton, no fans on the verge of breaking out this year already. Locke Great came up. in last year and did some things. 
And, you know, it was in a not great situation after being hurt the first, you know, 12, yeah. 11 games of the year. I don't know if he's good yet, but it would be really fun if Drew Locke can do something. Agreed. So I, I was stalking your tweets a little bit ago, <laughs> and I saw I saw a tweet about Noah Fant. So uh, how highly do you think of Fant? I mean, look, he's one of these few tight ends that are legit, like the number two pass game option in their offense. His yards after the catch numbers were like Mark Andrews asked last year. I mean, I know the dude has had trouble with drops, but I don't know. Like, we've seen Amari Cooper. We've seen a lot of these guys have trouble with drops over the years. I mean, as long as they're getting the targets to kind of overcome that, they're going to. And they seem to love him in Denver. It was a good connection when Locke was in there. I guess we got to see kind of who else they add. But if they go in next year with Deshaun Hamilton as a number two receiver. <laughs> I yeah. think we can project fan for over you know 100 targets, and with the things he can do, I mean, sign me up. With that said, like I know, I know we're kind of talking more like dynasty in general, but like the season long for tight ends next year. I mean, if there's ever really a year to wait, if you don't get your guy, it's this one. I mean, you can yeah. go almost 20 deep. It seems like even guys like Dawson Knox, just these you know younger talents that maybe haven't proven it yet, but. They at least kind of have this big play upside that's been missing out the position for a while. So we're starting to get some real athletes there at tight end, yeah. So for you, what do you play mostly? Do you play redraft or do you play dynasty or what do you do? Uh, DFS mostly. And oh, then really? I've had yeah. my season longs. And then, uh, yeah, our, our dynasty, that's my first dynasty league that we're fucking, uh, doing uh, right now. So I'm trying to get in the hang of that more. But um, I had a ton of fun with best ball last year, but still trying to you know find the right platform for it. Now drafts gone. Which In the Dynasty League draft, man, um, you know, you proved that um, you're not a running backs don't matter guy. You clearly <laughs> were not afraid to draft running backs. <laughs> Why? You were, however, a quarterbacks don't matter guy. Because it took oh you a long God. time, man. You were you were way late round quarterback, and you did end up with Corderell Patterson, uh, which is <laughs> at, pretty at awesome. quarterback and Phil Harry. You no, know, I, I waited for Nick. I got stuck with Nick Foles, and then the oh. dude shattered his collarbone like the second <laughs> drive of the season. I think I had to start like Taysom Hill one week. Oh my oh god! Oh my god! Absurd. <laughs> this awesome. is not a super flex, right? This is a single QB at least. <laughs> no, I was gonna say, <laughs> if it's a super flex, it's fine. If oh. it was a single QB and he was starting Taysom Hill, then he'd have a problem. Yeah, it's really flexy too. That it's draft. Uh, oh my god! I was. I on a different like, planet from being in Vegas the previous week. And I, it sounded like a really good idea at the time. So Someone should have just nudged you. Like, yeah, hey, exactly. You know, you're more into seasonal. <laughs> right. relaxed, really, dynasty. Like, get get a quarterback a little earlier. No, Jeremy was probably her. sitting in the corner laughing, going, hey, screw No, nah, no. We were drafting live, and Ian couldn't make it because he had just gotten back, actually, from Vegas, I think, the day before or the night before. Hell, you might have taken the red eye was, in. Yeah, it was literally that morning. <laughs> yeah, so it, you weren't meeting us at, like, noon or whatever it was. Um, but yeah, you did all right. But it, it was kind of shaky in the quarterbacks. If you can turn that around with your draft picks, though, you have a pretty decent roster, I think. I, for your first dynasty league, I I don't think it's bad. Hey Shane, I mean honestly, it might be better than some of your current rosters. <laughs> I'm sorry, bro. <laughs> How does it get turned around? To slam Shane. It's pretty funny. <laughs> it's just part for the course. Like no matter what's going on. It doesn't matter what you're talking about. It's like, oh, Shane, I heard you have cancer. But yeah. oh no, 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 no. But but, but, but values, man. yeah, Players exactly. So so so, Ian, who do you like with these incoming rookies? You know, we just had the combine. There's a lot of people that rose and fell during this combine. But who do you like going into? You know, we still got another month and a half, but or. 
I guess about a yeah. word. I mean, honestly, man, like, I just have not even, like, started even try to prep with these guys. We still have two months to the draft. And, like, my, my next article article I got written down to do is, again, kind of refresh and just show how dependent, like, how much more correlated draft round is with than in regards to, you right. know, any combine statistic. And, look, it's it, it's very, like, I understand, like, it's helpful to do to have this background, these prospects, have an idea, and then they land, you kind of adjust from there, you know, but – for me, like that's kind of one part I punt on a little bit is trying to because if, if I wanted to cover all these prospects, I would want to watch like foam on all like 700 potential dudes that could come out. And for me, like you know, with the XFL and AAF last year, I'm choosing to focus on that. I let Dane Brug, one of some of these other dudes, right up the prospect profiles, take my time, get into it because I think as a community, a little bit we end up overrating these rookies, and it's, it's different. You know, when you're so dynasty focused, I get it. It's such a bigger part, but especially you know DFS season long, like we just we spent three months on these same group of players. So I understand why people get excited. Remember the Daryl Henderson hype and yeah. like all it's a fancy oh football around you. Like, but when we're spending three months on the same group of guys, like I can see how that happens, but it's a microcosm. So, yeah. So I just, you know, it's, I, I have some good answers for the best rookies to look at, you know, in May, once we kind of have the depth charts, because you can love a guy, but if he gets put in the wrong situation, I think, Unless you're AJ freaking Brown, you know, it's you're not going to be able to overcome it a lot of times. I think, you, I think you summarized it earlier, too, and you mentioned to me, you know, it's so early. We have pro days, the right. draft position. I can't really begin to rank some of these guys just because of that. It, it's almost like you're, you're wasting time now if you, if you try to do it at this point. And part of the reason I asked you that question, Ian, is because we've talked about that over the years. In the last couple of off-seasons, we've always mentioned this. And to ask you that question and get your answer, it kind of fortifies and, and shows that what we've been thinking the last couple of years is right, too. And I, I agree mm-hmm. with you 100% that draft position is the biggest, uh, you know, Shit. variable yeah whatever indicator. Of, uh, indicator yeah of where of where they should be ranked and stuff of where they're gonna go but that's why i asked you because to hear your answer jeremy already told me what your answer would be but i wanted everybody else that are listening to hear you <laughs> say that so. as well yeah no exactly because that's true so well but, there are some podcast hosts that will say that um that means that we're slaves to draft capital as if being a slave to the one variable that's <laughs> The most predictive. <laughs> exactly. The, the, it's so stupid. Um, don't even get me started. Yeah, okay. For sure. So when you talk about the XFL, is that's what you're. Is that what you're focusing on right now that's over at Roto World? Yeah, I'm exactly. Not, I'm not, fo- guys. I mean, it's four games a week. It can, you know, I can. I feel like I can get all my XFL coverage done in like 15 hours, and you know, enough to kind of. <laughs> no, it's cool. Battle in the industry, pretty much. So no, I mean, it's fun. It's. You know, I, I like watching the games on the weekends. If it's not on the main TV, it's on the second TV. If we have right. to watch it, you know, if the girlfriend, yeah. you know, insists that we don't spend 10 months a year watching football or whatever. <laughs> but, you know, and then there's some, uh, I think his name's uh, Fantasy Addiction Network or something on YouTube. He's a savior. He condenses the games up to 25 minutes, like Game Pass, which is fantastic. So really? it's. Yeah, it's, PFF has all the snaps, everything covered. To me, it's just like it's like covering like a wild card round of football. It's just yeah. not it's really not that hard. It's fun. It's a bunch of blasts from the past that we've heard in college football before. And it's just football right now. We don't have football right now. We have the combine oh. stuff that once again, like uh, there's something to being able to scout all these prospects, do all that work. Like, if you're doing all that, like by all means, hats off to you. But I just think we have so much time in this spare off season that it's very doable to follow this mm-hmm. league. And yeah, I'm enjoying it. I mean, right now we got the uh, 
Houston Roughnecks, PJ Walker kind of leading things. And then yeah. the second team is uh, St. Louis Battlehawks with the Jordan Tamu, you know, c- couldn't make anything happen with DK Metcalf or AJ Brown. But now it's getting that St. Louis culture. He's making things happen. Uh, run, run the hell out of the ball down there. So it's been fun. And right now, like, just to be honest, like uh, see, there were Seattle, um, Tampa Bay and New York, like really just struggling to find any sort of quarterbacks and at least Seattle finally made the switch from Brandon Silvers to BJ Daniels. And it's like in this league, if you need one thing to succeed, it's like a quarterback that can run around, do a little something when the kind of initial Great. play design inev- yeah, when the initial play design inevitably breaks down. So I've been enjoying it. I know it's not for everyone, but just as long as your excuse is not like it's not as good as the NFL or college football or something that literally doesn't happen during the same spot in the calendar, like right. With it. It's great that we have football again. Mike and I, um, yeah. we've been following it. We were excited for it to start up. So I, so many questions to ask you, but like two of them are, is this sustainable? Is it going to make it? People seem to love it. And then, dude, are these players going to make it to the NFL? Some of the players, but there's so many things we could talk about. Uh, the XFL, I'm excited that there's another league that's continuing football for, you know, into these months. Absolutely. I mean, it's I, I'm I'm hoping they can at least get through this season, maybe another one. We'll see what happens. I mean, I, I don't know kind of the finances behind the whole thing. I don't know what Vince McMahon's thinking. As far yeah. as the players, I think there's a bunch of these guys that can at the very least, you know, make the 90-man uh, rosters and kind of compete throughout August. As for, like, actual NFL getting a role, probably not. I mean, like, kind of the, some of the best AAF guys, like last year, that kind of did force their way on the field. Uh, Cam Kelly – uh, was kind of an athletic a younger guy. He ended up playing a lot in the Pittsburgh second end. Demontre Moore, who had kind of already been mm-hmm. in and out of NFL rosters anyway. Remember him? He was able to latch on. Right. So maybe there's some kind of athletes like that. There's a – I forget his name. There's a safety for one of these squads. It's only 21. Like he kind of just skipped his last year at Ole Miss, I think it was, to kind of do this thing. But uh, the, the big players that people kind of look to, P.J. Walker, Cardale Jones, I don't think they're going to get anything other than maybe a chance uh, to compete for a backup role in August because, again, so much of the success in this league has been kind of when the play breaks down and these guys are able to make something happen, which, hey, when they're doing it kind of against these lesser athletes, it works out. But you add – it's not only adding NFL defenders to the equation, but I just think in general we see this with – quarterback battles where a guy might look better on Sunday when the play breaks down, be able to make something happen. But like, that's not happening in practice In practice. You know, there's probably not much of an intense pass rush. They just need to make the play look like what the offensive coordinator wants the play to look like. And you know, that's why we love some of these players. That's why uh, Patrick Mahomes is obviously so much more entertaining to watch than a lot of these other quarterbacks. But unless you're Patrick Mahomes, it's not always going to be all that great right. uh, play callers. So not everybody we'll can do that. Because right. then you end up looking like Mitchell Trubisky. Trying to be Patrick Mahomes. Right. right. <laughs> Bouncing it off the back of the lineman's head. Like, well, I saw Patrick Mahomes do that last week. Why can't I do it? <laughs> I, I did hear you today saying that you, Andy Dalton's not a step up from uh, Mitchell Trubisky, you don't think? Oh, man, I do. I don't know, man. I mean, he's always been a son of his parts quarterback. I mean, look, his yeah. best year is when they had – Green, Marvin Jones, and Sanu. And, like, last year he was every bit as bad, like, on a per-pass basis as Trubisky. Honestly, if Trubisky can just run, which he did in very small spurts at the end of last season, like, one of his best qualities is he is a legit athlete. And when he takes off and runs the line, he can average 25, 30 rushing yards per game. Like, not many guys can do that. Helps open up holes for Cohen and Montgomery up the middle. But if he's not going to run, then, like, okay, 
I guess I'll take Dalton. But again, like we've seen Dalton with a good defense with some weapons before, and the answer oh, yeah. is always a first round Cincinnati, Yeah. Like, I mean, okay, maybe he's better than Trubisky, but I still don't think that Dalton's going to lead you to anywhere deep in the playoffs. Probably not. The only problem with Trubisky really is uh, I don't think Nagy's as smart as everyone thinks he is. And um, he just doesn't – doesn't, he's trying to put Trubisky into whatever his system is, and he isn't letting him thrive like that. Like, if Trubisky was my quarterback, and I say this with every mobile quarterback, but (laughs) – there's at least one time in the first five plays that I'd have them just take off because that just wrecks the, the defense's mindset for the rest of the game because then they're on their heels. They don't know if they should come, you know, come up and try to take him or, or stay in coverage. But for whatever reason, that, that I'm the only one that thinks that. <laughs> You're the only one. <laughs> it, is, it is always funny when to hear people, whether it's a podcast or whether you're sitting at a bar with friends, when they say, oh, they should do this, they should do that. The 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 coaches and the offensive coordinator, those guys are being paid millions of dollars. I mean, they're good at it. Yeah, <laughs> some of them are better you've than seen Adam, Adam Gase offenses, right? I know. I, I know. know you've seen Adam Gase uh, offenses. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. It's always funny to me. You know, Ian, um, we talked about XFL, which Shane is not very interested in. But the other thing that Shane is not very interested in is IDP. And I saw on your timeline you were talking about the AJ Boye trade, that which doesn't go through till March 18th. But have do you play any uh, IDP in any of your leagues? Or is that something you're interested in? Or do you just like to talk about the defensive players? Have you ever played? Yeah, no, I, I've never played IDP, but like back in my playing day, I was always a linebacker. So I've, you know, it's like anyone that says defenses don't matter, like it's, it's just it's just a lazy cop out. Like maybe certain stats we have aren't good enough to measure defense, but any yeah. of that stuff, like it's come on, like it's half of the football game. And to me, like exactly. those are where the true, those are where the true football players and the true warriors play. Now, I, I, again, I haven't played with IDPs. I. I don't think – from what I've seen, I've seen some like the preseason IDP rankings. Like it's not always the best players. Are you just kind of looking for kind of maybe the right. safety that can like lead his team in tackles? So right. um, I don't think it's been properly put in the fantasy football. Yet. Like I'm definitely team no kickers, no defenses and, I agree with you. and all that. But uh, no, I mean it, it matters so much. And it, it, there are – you know, I do like wide receiver cornerback columns during the season. Like there are definitely situations, especially when there's injuries or when there's truly – brutal performers that we can find value through targeting specific spots of the defense. So like, no, defenses don't matter if you're just going to tell me, you know, team X is, you know, allowing this amount of passing yards per game or whatever. Yeah. But like, Hey, if, if you realize, like I know a lot of us did by halfway through last season, that playing any running back against the freaking Jaguars or Panthers was going to, lead to a hundred yards and a couple of touchdowns. I mean, you're probably a profitable guy. I think it's yeah. interesting though, because your first dynasty league is with Jeremy in this Ohio league. I, I would really like to see how you end up in an IDP league, how you do in that. That would be, that would be kind of cool. Uh, down, man. Yeah, All right. Yeah. yeah. Don't play Dude, don't, is what don't, throws me off yeah. too, man, on, on IDP. I think uh, Ian's onto something because a, a big thing that turns me off on it is really, some of the scoring, it's and there's no way a rookie cornerback who's not good should be scoring more points than a seasoned vet who's co- contributing to the game. Um, there, there's got to be some way to balance that out so it's more realistic, um, even if it's secondary, some kind of a, a secondary or inverse way of looking at it. Right now, it's just silly. I it's, mean, I don't even yeah, care about like, cornerbacks. I just pick up anybody. It's, it's rooting for the equivalent of Theo Riddick. 
on <laughs> Shut up. every every they're, player's they're, DRA. They're, they're, like basically that's what it is. Like it's a guy that's compiling some stats. He's not very good at football. You know he's not even helping the team win. It's just yeah. Oh, all right. Let me get this linebacker. Listen, gets forty tackles a game because his defensive line is trash and everybody <laughs> runs this guy and he just kind of is in the way. Okay, don't listen, Ian. There are some good scoring. There are some good IDP leagues. I'll send you something over. But listen, right, guys. Thank wait, you. real quick. So I no, just that's what I was just gonna because, say. What? No, wait, real quick. Just real quick. So I, I just wait, realized. I, I, I was just gonna something. ask you if you had something else to say, and then you're saying real quick. Well, then let me. Well, then let me ask you if you have something to say first before we wrap it up. Shane, Jeremy, do you have something else to say? Keep it professional. You're the one not keeping it professional. Stay professional, Mike. Keep your calm. Me? Oh, my God. Go ahead, Shane. I expect better from you. I expect that type of attitude (laughs) and actions from me. Producer. As our producer, we expect a higher quality from you, Mike. Okay, great. Shane, what else do you have? No, I was just going to tell Ian. I didn't realize that. You know, I'm sure I've realized during the season, but yeah, I love the the wide receiver cornerback matchups. Uh, Appreciate that. Was, yeah. Uh, yeah, that was my go to. Really helpful tool in fantasy yeah. football, dude. It's one of the few articles that's very long that I will read. I will tell you right now. As soon as I'm like, oh, this is going two pages. Uh, I don't know. You know, oh, it's a commitment. Yeah. Well, so one of the things I've tried to do, like, I, I understand that people aren't going to read the entire article, but I want to touch on every situation so you can go read about your, you know, five wide receivers on your fantasy team. So, you know, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't even tell most people like to read every word I have to say, but you know, I, I try to make it easy enough to control F and find out who you want, who you want to read about. That's awesome. Yeah, I actually do like reading through it because I, I do want to see like the thinking behind it. I yeah. I like appreciate it. that. Yeah. Yeah, it's good stuff every week. <laughs> That's awesome. And I, I'll i say it again. I say it every single week. I really wish we had the the live video because the reactions that Ian's giving to Shane, Jeremy, it, it, it's been some great visuals for people to see. Well, so. it's from you losing your cool, I think, mostly. Oh, my He's God. Maintain <laughs> your composure, Mike. Oh, yes, exactly. Ian, uh, Come yeah, on, be I, better. I always lose my cool. Exactly. So, listen. Thank you so much for joining us. Before we wrap it up, Shane, Jeremy, do you have anything else you'd like to say? If not, let's hear from Ian from where everybody can find him. Well, I could I could ask Ian questions all night, man. We're just going to have to have him back on again sometime. So, um, yeah, appreciate you joining us. Thanks very much. Uh, this was great. Yeah. yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Definitely down to hop on again. Uh, yeah, just follow me on Twitter at iHeartitz, I-H-A-R-T-I-T-Z. There's a Z there, not an S. Focus on the fucking Z. Uh, <laughs> Uh, all, all, all my podcasts, all my articles will be up through there. Thanks again, dude. This is fun. That is so I think awesome. I think we have a, an episode title. Focus on the fucking Z. That is, yeah. I, I always need to come up with the title, so that'll be the title. Hey, are the you Z going- re- the Z receiver? Is that what you're saying? You Ah, okay, okay. And speaking of speaking of Vegas, you mentioned Vegas a couple times. Are you going to the draft this year? Not the draft. I am going to be out there in a couple weeks. So you know, not the draft, but. March Madness. So. Oh, March so, Madness. All right, yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, cool. Have you ever been in the draft? I went to I, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I went to Chicago and like I took I got like a theater seat. I wouldn't recommend that, but like the atmosphere, like walking around, is awesome. Like the Philly draft looked amazing. Yeah, I went to the Dallas one and that was awesome. And I was supposed to go to to the one last year. I didn't make it, but I am going to Vegas this year. I'll be at the Vegas one, so that's gonna oh, be yeah. insane. But um, again, thank you very much. We really appreciate you coming on. And like Jeremy said, we'd love to have you back in the future. Let's do it, dudes. All right. Thanks. Have a good one. See you later. Bye. Yeah, you too. Take care. I heart tits.
<laughs> no, he All was right, pretty cool. So gotta, that was pretty cool. Let's wrap her up. Uh, okay, let's wrap it up. Get yeah, a couple absolutely. of trades, right? Yeah. And I can go to bed. No, no, we'll wrap it up. But let, hey, Jeremy, the way we're going to wrap it up is we've we've kind of blew through it the last couple of weeks. But we did send out the invites this week to the people that made it into the HQ leagues, which actually we did three more leagues. We had oh. such a huge response that yep. one league, two league wasn't enough. We went for three. So we have yeah. HQ three, HQ four and HQ five. And, um, Jeremy sent out all the invites, to, not the invites, the, uh, the, the congratulations emails to everybody, which I saw Shane mention a bunch of times in the group me chat that he didn't get one. Shane, you're automatically in. You're not going to no, get no, the No, 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 the invite, the, the actual <laughs> MFL invite. Okay. Well, we're going to be doing that this week, Je- Jeremy <laughs> no, and I. Did I make it? Jeremy, trying to buy some time. Just yeah, Jeremy and I have one more email to send out to everybody, which we're going to send out tonight with one last question that we need to get answered by everybody before we seed everybody in the three leagues. So we're going to yep. do that this week. And for all of you that made it, we we really appreciate the response. I mean, it was an overwhelming response. It was a it lot was. more. It was a lot more people than we thought. And I have to quote Shane on the Goodwill Hunting. How about them apples? We promised HQ three, but we gave you HQ three, HQ four, and now HQ five, all in the same offseason. Nobody saw that coming. And we had to turn a couple of people away, and we're really sorry. But we just really yeah, sorry, Shane. We, we, we can't <laughs> get you in every league. I'm sorry. We just could. We could do more than three, but three is what we're doing. So yeah, I mean, because we're gonna have to. I was already thinking about this. If the podcast continues, I'm going to just have to quit every other league I'm in and just be an HQ league. Eventually, we'll have like a 50 HQ leagues. But uh, We're going to turn Shane into a co-commissioner for these leagues. <laughs> but hey, listen, we love you guys. Thank you for listening. Thanks for sending the, the emails. Uh, check out our iTunes account at Dynasty Trades HQ. Give us a rate and review. Check out our yeah, Twitter. Seriously, go give us a rating and review on iTunes. We need more of those. Yeah. And check out I'm our I'm getting Twitter. jealous of listening to other podcasts and they're like, oh, we're getting our 800th review today. Fuck them. Don't <laughs> give them reviews. Give us reviews. You know I'll what? Tell you what, if I ever see a five star review with good feedback, and I'm not, you know, telling people to do that, but if I see a good five star review, um, you know, authentic feedback, I'm going to send that person a, an HQ koozie. Oh, um, sweet. Mail it to them. We'll get their we'll we'll get their their you know mailing address afterward. But if somebody does that, they're getting a koozie for the show, and they can pop their beer right in that sucker and drink it while they're listening to this. That's awesome. And we we actually still have a few that are signed still by all three of us that we signed last year at Canton. Um, and uh, that's really cool. So yeah, go over there and check that out. Shane already told everybody about our Patreon account at the beginning of the show. Correct. Tell your punk asses again. Go join our Patreon account. If you're not a patron, I don't know that I really care about your opinion all that much. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes, please. Go do it. join our Patreon account. And again, thank you very much for listening. And we will talk to you guys next week. See you next, next week. week. Oh, we need a new theme song. So if anyone knows anything yes. good, I'm thinking about. Um, yes. Uh, there was a couple songs I was thinking of. Good instrumentals, but we'll talk about that some other time. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Let's do that, Shane. Um, okay, wait, wait. And- Are we in the show still, or are you guys talking about something else? I don't know. Whatever. I'm going to bed. Well, say goodbye, Shane. Good night, Gracie. (laughs) Okay, bye.